Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we are about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You are now listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by TogetherWeAscend.com. My name is Brian Henry, and if you are tuning back in with us, I want to welcome you back. And perhaps if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I do hope you enjoy the episode. And if you do and this content resonates with you, I do think you'd like to join us at the Ascenders Facebook community. That group has become a amazing energy um i think only in the last few weeks really has this have i seen it start to shift into the sort of place and energy that i know it can be uh the group's been going on for maybe a year and a half now but again in these last few weeks it really started to take off into being this amazing place where people are connecting with one another sharing um, supporting one another and it's just been absolutely amazing to see the Ascenders connect with one another in this way and just be there for each other. So again, if the content here resonates with you, I definitely do think what's going on in that community will as well. And if you're interested in checking us out, you can find us at togetherweascend.com forward slash community. But anyways, I do want to jump into what we got going on in this episode, and I am pretty excited to bring this one to you guys because my guest today is someone that I've really grown to respect, and I don't know if she knows this, but uh, I've started to actually look up to her as well. I um, In these last few months of seeing her on social media, seeing her content, getting to know who she is and what she's about, it's been uh, it's been really inspiring for me because if you take a look at all that she's currently doing and the amazing work that she's doing, it's uh, it's really reflective of the kind of things that I aspire to be doing. She's hosting transformative retreats. She's doing her one-on-one work. She's offering intuitive guidance, and um, she she has courses out as well. And the quality of her content is absolutely amazing. As you guys hear her speak in this episode, you'll soon realize that. There's a profound wisdom to this woman. She's a visionary mentor who helps visionary leaders step into their soul purpose and into their power. And she's a great person to be doing this work because she just radiates the energy of someone who has done this for themselves. So in this episode, we get into the topic of just being your truth, finding alignment with with your truth and who you are and becoming a sovereign being, which you'll soon find out what that means. So. I am not going to keep you guys waiting any longer. This is my interview with the visionary mentor, intuitive advisor, and author of The Empath Experience, Sydney Campbells. And we are on Sydney. Welcome to Awaken. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Brian. It's great to meet you and to be here with you. Likewise. Um, cool. Okay. So I actually want to start with something a little bit more fun. Um, not to say that everything we're going to get into is going to be fun, <laughs> but um, let's, uh, let's actually jump in with this. I know you're, uh, you're living in Bali, correct? I'm going to be living there again in December. I okay, spent so most of 2017 there. Right now I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. So, but you, you, uh, is Bali sort of home for you? Yes. How long did you spend there? 
I spent most of last year there, so like eight months. And then uh, this year, well, I'm, I was there even a few months this past year for a retreat that I host there over New Year's. And then I'll be heading back in December for probably five or six months. Nice. Okay. So one of the, uh, once I started looking into it, uh, it occurred to me one of the, the reasons why this, uh, this conversation was in alignment is I'm moving to Bali for the first time in two months. Uh, well, that's perfect. I'll see you there. There you go. So you're going to be there for December. So I'll be around. Um, what do you have to say to someone that is going to be visiting Bali for the first time? Oh, well, it's just such a beautiful place. It's really, it's called Island of the Gods. And it truly is paradise. It's the first place I landed um, in all my travels. Uh, it's the first place I landed and felt like I was home and really felt this like part of me be fully retrieved, like part of my soul was retrieved and I had a lot of um, just felt like extremely activated in my intuition and felt so nourished by the energy there by the beautiful jungle and really by the consciousness it's you know the consciousness there is very light I would say and is really filled with um, deep devotion to spirituality and harmony and just feels feels really really resonant for me mm-hmm yeah, I think that's one of the things. Actually, interestingly enough, I started to feel called towards the country before I knew anything about it. And mm-hmm. once I started to look into it and I started to hear like there's that that um, one of my buddies was telling me like, yeah, this is definitely going to be your vibe. Um, mm. it, it, it all just kind of made sense to me. So mm-hmm. it's what uh, what would you say is how would you describe the difference between where did you grow up? Sorry. I grew up in parts of New England and then mostly in San Francisco, in the middle of the city. Okay, so how would you describe the difference between the uh, (laughs) feeling of the energy? Let's say just without talking anything about the the physical, without talking about the actual Mm -hmm. things you're seeing and doing in Bali, what's Mm -hmm. the difference in the, the energy of just being there? Cool question. I can feel it right now and it feels incredibly peaceful it feels really vibrant like colorful I experience that energy almost as like a rainbow if that could be a feeling you know like harmony and um and also like really powerful amplified like heightened it's very magnetic there's like a heightened sense of manifestation the energy is like I would not dense in the in like a negative sense as we may use density to describe like heaviness or carrying certain psychic or karmic weight and yet there's like a density or um yeah like a sturdiness even to the energy there in which it's like you think something and then it's happening a moment later or instantly mm-hmm. and and also on that end something else i would say and i don't mean this in a fear-mongering way at all but it's just something i've noticed that's happened for me and pretty much everyone i've brought to to visit through retreats and I see it reflected again and again that, you know, this energy, the energy there, it's so amplified. It acts really as a mirror for you to see the parts of yourself that are in resistance to being in truth and in love, you know, and that can manifest as, um, you know, certain lessons coming up to be learned upon your arrival there, um, certain, you know, 
yeah, certain things getting triggered and activated that are ready to be healed, you know, and maybe a more accelerated pace. That's why mm. I love to bring people there for healing work because it, the energy is really supportive in amplifying and accelerating healing. Wow. That sounds incredible. And you're only getting me more excited to, uh, to be there yeah. in two months. So, I mean, the way that you describe that energy, it sounds like um, something I would like personally to see um, come into to my home um, or where mm -hmm. I call home right now. And um, I guess what I'd like to ask you is what do you think we can do as individuals to, to contribute to the energy in these hustle and bustle cities um, <laughs> to, to kind of move into that direction? Because, well, first, do you agree that, um, that that's preferable or more enjoyable of an experience? And if we do, mm. then what can, what can we do to, to shift the energy in places that maybe don't feel like that? Oh, I love this question. Thank you. Um, you know, everyone's at a different frequency. Everyone's resonating at a different level. I'm really learning that lesson right now in my own life in a big way. And for me, like Bali is just so resonant. And yes, of course, I desire more of that calm, peace, harmonious, supercharged energy to be everywhere course i don't know if you that. saw that i have to point it out but on your webcam there when you said supercharged i think it was <laughs> it <was> <laughs> just, i had to point yeah, that out continue okay, of course yeah and of course i'd love to have that feeling everywhere i mean first and foremost i'd love to cultivate that energy within myself so that i'm feeling that and i do too i, I definitely acknowledge that i i have been able to cultivate you know really beautiful energy within me and i can bring that wherever i go and I feed off of my environment, you know, like I've been in LA for the last year and it's been really beautiful here and I live right on the ocean and it's, you know, there's great tribe here and, and it can feel really like the hustle and there's a lot of the creative drive, you know, cultural production going on here, which, you know, is beautiful and the shadow of it can often be, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not seen. I'm not important. I'm not there yet. You know, that whole know that like feeling. worry. Yeah, the whole worry, anxiety, unworthiness, comparison, superficiality, just all the shadows are super loud here, are very loud, even in the conscious community, right? And it's, um, I mean, I even laugh at using that word, I guess, the conscious community, mm -hmm. because we're all conscious beings alive here on earth. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so how do we bring more of that harmonious, calming, peaceful energy that I myself really prefer to experience, I commit as much as possible to just being a channel of that frequency. And I bring that with me wherever I go, as long as I'm taking care of myself. And sometimes um, I'll be honest, you know, on, on a day like today, um, I probably could have taken care of myself a little bit better to hold that frequency more strongly for myself and for just every environment that I go into. Are you open to sharing what you've been going through today? Totally, yeah. I know it's by sharing our, you know, personal experience that we heal. I certainly heal the most through just sharing. That's why I make live streams like all day long. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, and I feel um, in this moment, you know, I'm so happy to be speaking with you and I'm just aware of having a heavy heart. I feel really heavy hearted today. I feel really sensitive. I feel, um, 
a little bit of like I was feeling earlier, especially like some grief. Um, I posted something on Facebook the other day and all these people took it way out of context. A lot of people that I don't even know that I'm not in resonance with. Power, which is one of my favorite things to teach. And, you know, it's something that I'm teaching in my course that I'm running right now called the Divinity Codes. And the statement that came through to share, which is something that had come up in multiple conversations, had been reflected back to me in some of my own lessons. You know, the statement was, no one can take your power away from you without your conscious or unconscious agreement to give it away. Mm. You're the only one that can ever control whether or not your power is given away. I want to hear how someone can misreceive that. You can look at a whole bunch of ways. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was frankly astonished, you know, it was really astonishing. And um, it's a really great lesson for me because one of my deepest wounds in this lifetime and in many lifetimes that I've been called to transcend is uh, people pleasing and wanting to feel understood because one of my deepest fears has been being alone and being excommunicated, even to the point of being killed for speaking my truth. And so you could imagine that, you know, people not... Sorry, just to clear that up, you're, is that, it's a fear of that or you... you uh, fear. Okay. Fear, yeah. And, and and we can talk about past lives and whatnot. Okay, so is that fear. is that what you're saying? That you've had your, you've, yes, you've come to yes, believe yes, that yes. that's happened in the past, in a past life? Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know that it has happened. So anyways, um, the post triggered all sorts of different responses, again, largely from people I don't know at all, who I have no idea how they even found this post. It was bizarre. And it was really an energy of, regardless of what they said, the energy of it, of what they were conveying was really angry. Um, I would say wounded. I would say like victimize, victimizing mm -hmm. of themselves and separatist, like existing in separation consciousness and um, took really my words completely out of context. But in hindsight, I can see how they would interpret what I said through their frequency, through their lens of awareness right. you know, from which they currently stand and we're not in resonance and there's a reason we're not really connected. And so, but in the moment where I first read those, you know, it was, it was painful. It hit those old wounds, and I um, am grateful that it, it, you know, the pain lasted for a very short amount of time compared to maybe what would have happened in the past, mm -hmm. and I was able to be empowered, you know, kind of shortly thereafter and see the lessons and see the deeper meaning and kind of see some of what I just shared with you, mm -hmm. and ultimately, yeah, so I'm just processing that still, and I'm, I'm feeling really grateful that a big lesson that came through today that a friend mentioned to me is that, you know, this is such a blessing because it's just, it's affirming that there are so many people that are never going to understand me. And it's not my job to convince anybody because there's a whole bunch of other people that are ready, that are curious, that do resonate, you know, that want to be activated into speaking their truth, that want to be empowered, that want to operate in a consciousness of love. And uh, it's really disempowering for me to waste any of my energy justifying myself or explaining or rationalizing to, pe to people that fundamentally will never understand. Mm -hmm. So I love that this is coming through um, because it's exactly what I'm going through. And um, mm. I had, I had a sense that this conversation would kind of go in this direction. So, you know, I don't think I, I, um, I'm 
brought this up before we started the uh, the recording, but uh, the the intention when when I in the interviews and the conversations that I'm having on the show these days now that I've restarted uh, the podcast, rebooted the podcast, is um, it's very very open. It's very let's jump in and see where where we're guided to move into. So um, know that going into this conversation, I have really no idea um, where we're going to take it. But um, I do see now that this, um, what, what you just mentioned, it, uh, it's, it's something that I want to talk a little bit more about because it's something that I, um, I'm just started to, to have to deal with on a whole different level. Um, being what it is that I just shared yesterday. Um, for those of the, the listeners that may have not yet seen it, I, uh, I posted a video on both YouTube and Facebook talking about an experience. You don't know this, Sydney, so this is for you, but I, uh, I posted a video on, on YouTube and Facebook that was uh, me telling a story about coming into um, meeting a, a higher dimensional being um, and extraterrestrial, and I still feel in a resistance to using that word because I know the connotation that that many perceive it with um but this is this is the first time I re I've really had an experience with with this kind of being though I've had I've had uh experiences in the past with with um let's call it spiritual entities and and things outside of outside of the the common understanding of of our our world and mm. um, this was the first time that I've uh, I've shared publicly a, a story like this and um, I mean just to give you a uh, I'll send you the link later but uh, just to give you a quick idea because I know we just we ju you just mentioned to me that you are uh, you are uh, familiar with with the conversation of extraterrestrials but um, I essentially felt a calling towards uh the the arcturians are you familiar of course okay so i felt the calling towards the arcturians um that led me down a path of, of researching them a little bit um and i just started feeling more and more that this is on my path i started feeling i started trusting how i was feeling more and more mm -hmm. and um this this went this just was over a course maybe a day max a day or two i was doing this um just about 24 hours of of feeling this way and um i, I started speaking to to my girlfriend about it and i um i told her you know i know this sounds crazy i told her what i was going through how i was feeling and i said you know i know this sounds crazy i can't believe i'm actually saying these things right now I've never considered before that I'm here to help and assist an extraterrestrial race, um, but this is how I feel. Anyways, um, after saying those words, I, um, I looked up at my girlfriend and I saw something different and she asked me the question, or no, she didn't ask me the question. She said to me, you're ready. And I said, who are you? My immediate reaction was, to ask who are you <laughs> yes and her response you're gonna love this her response <laughs> was i am you mm -hmm. i asked again who are you i need to know who are you because something of this sort kind has happened before 
not the exact same, but it's happened. And so I was, mm-hmm. I was checking in to see if this is my girlfriend just talking to me or if something different happening. And uh, her response, I am you. And mm-hmm. at that point, I knew immediately that I was conversing with the Arcturians. Yeah. So anyways, to, to get to where I want to get to here, just so I, I needed to catch you up with this story. But Thank um, you for telling me that. I have to share with you as you were saying that I just felt the transmission. I felt a full energetic transmission through my body. So I just I always take that as an affirmation that we're tapping in with a really aligned frequency that we're meant to hold here on the planet. It feels really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I after posting that video, um, video has been up for about 24 hours now. I've had three friends and family members uh, message me expressing concerns, expressing worries, um, and uh, nothing I, I didn't expect. Um, people are concerned and worried that, that I'm, I've lost it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you would agree <laughs> that our conversation right now probably isn't for them. It isn't for those mm-hmm. that aren't yet at a frequency where they can understand this mm-hmm. and i'm accepting more and more that i'm not here to convince anybody of anything i'm not here to teach anybody anything i'm here to be my truth and be unconditional love and so mm-hmm. i guess where we're I'll, I'll bring it to you is um how do we hold on to that truth how do we stay in that truth regardless of what other influences, factors, and energies around us may, may be, be present. Wow. I just have to acknowledge, I mean, you kind of already did, but it's just, it's so divine, right? We're in such divine alignment with our mission, with our purpose, with our messages, and we're able to speak and share about, about our, both of our experiences, which are really just a reflection of one another in this moment. It's so powerful. I'm just really feeling the, the divine working through both of us and I'm so grateful and um wow you know something that I really that comes up I guess for me and maybe it's not a direct answer to your question um however I feel like it's implied it's important to mention and it actually alludes to what I just mentioned earlier about fear of being killed a fear of death being left alone being excommunicated from the tribe I have experienced myself both through well in many different capacities but i would say in my own journeying in the akashic records which is something i share with clients and readings and also something that i just practice in my own healing journey for the last couple of years i've tuned in with past lives many past lives that i've spent as a witch as a healer as a shaman as a all the different words that we would give as a guide as a you know all the different mystical magical words that we would assign um to you know our mystical human selves Mm-hmm. And uh, and many of those lifetimes have involved being murdered for being powerful, for being in truth, for being a wisdom keeper, for being uh, outwardly opposed to the status quo of oppression, of slavery, of violence. You know, a lot of the paradigms which we're currently seeing uh, being dismantled right now. And uh, and this is a wound that not only I have experienced, but that I believe that actually all human beings at some level, whether unconsciously or consciously, are also aware of having experienced. This is a collective trauma. Whether or not you yourself in a past life were murdered for being a witch that was called to speak your truth in vehement opposition to you know political oppression or 
um, genocide or whatever it has been through so much more ancient history than we're even aware of, right? right. Started jumping in here. Um, yeah. Just, I just need to know: is this, uh, does this at all connect to, or even, are you familiar with the the term the shattering? No. No. Okay. Anyways, uh, I had to ask. Maybe we'll talk about that after. I think I can feel into what you are referring to: the destruction of all the history of like the ancient civilizations of Atlantis and Lemuria and all the different uh, civilizations. It's it's more about the effect that these experiences had on. It, this is brand new to me too. I, I barely I barely even looked into this, but um, this idea of how the experiences that you're describing had a way of shattering mm. that soul. Um, to bring it down to a frequency in which it had yes. to rebuild itself. Ah, yes, I have heard of this term. Yeah, so, you know, simply put, without going too much more into it, we are all at some level who are alive on this planet now, tapped in with this collective trauma of disempowerment around speaking our truth and feeling safe to be connected to our inner knowing and to our divinity and to be fully you know safe in our own being to express the clear channel that we are to all sorts of other consciousness divine consciousness i mean i really believe all of it is connected to source anyway even all of these galactic entities Ultimately. ets multidimensional beings it's all from source we're mm -hmm. all connecting to the same energy we are all made of the same energy right it's an energy game so it's mm -hmm. not an and I hesitate almost sometimes to, I think in, in part of my journey when I was getting really excited about, oh my God, I'm connecting to the Palladians. I really resonate with the Palladians. I'm a Palladian starseed. Oh my God. And it felt so good. It felt like, oh my God, I have a story. I never, I knew I'm not from planet earth. <laughs> None of us are, mm -hmm. you know, I, but I had always felt like such a deep feeling that I don't, I'm in the wrong place. Take me home. You know, and when I really resonated with the Palladian energy that I started to tap in with, I felt so good. I felt like, oh my God, I have an identity. I know where I come from. I know what I stand for. I have a family, you mm -hmm. know, and it felt amazing. And I've seen that maybe, I don't know if so much in myself, but perhaps even that can be used as a tool of separation, right? And talking about like the different hierarchies of the consciousness and the Is galactic that not identification energy. And as well? It's all just identification and, and separation, right? It can be. And so mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm aware of that and conscious of that in this conversation. Mm -hmm. And it can, and that can be triggering for people to feel unsafe, to feel insecure, to feel like, wait, are you okay? Like your family asking, are you okay? I'm concerned. You know, they're just coming from a place of love, but perhaps also operating from a place of not fully able to, not being able to fully meet you in that consciousness in which mm -hmm. they also have that capacity to connect with higher dimensional beings and also just higher dimensional aspects of themselves which is maybe what you were actually experiencing with your girlfriend that's what i experience when i'm in connection with you know and i'm working in the akashic records i have felt at times the presence of my that what at first felt like another entity like wait a second am i channeling another entity that's giving this reading or or what and i worked with one of my mentors to kind of dive into that and learn that oh this is my higher dimensional palladian self that's coming in to support because in my palladian you know lifetimes and in that dimension especially i'm an expert in the akashic records and no wonder this is on my soul path in this human lifetime to bring that forth mm -hmm. and so um coming back to your question about i think it was you know how do we how do we support ourselves first and foremost in standing in our truth? You know, even if, especially when it feels like there's a war or people are just going to hate us or your family is going to disown you or all sorts of stuff is going to happen, right? Like fear, fear is there. What do we do? And uh, that's definitely what I'm being 
you know, guided and expanding into even more now. And what's come up for me is, you know, we, especially as leaders, you and I are leaders, we're, you know, visible out there, we're sharing our stories, we're creating space for stories and truth to be told. It is so important, maybe more important than ever, that we are able to hold space for ourselves, you know, that yes, we can have mentors and teachers and guides and higher dimensional consciousness supporting us and whatnot, but at the end of the day, how is your relationship with yourself? And are you able to be the one that's there for you? when everything else seems to be falling apart, are you able to tune in with that deeper truth within you that knows that you are love, that you are God, that you are whole, safe, and complete in this moment, fully supported and having everything that you need to thrive? And can you speak to yourself like a, a mother would speak to a child? For me, right? It's like, can I summon that inner loving parent that knows to nurture me, that knows to take care of me, that knows that everything's going to be okay? When that little part of me, that, that little child essence of me that I believe is in all of us, right, that may be operating from a wounded place is really worried. And, uh, and that requires some deep work. That's like shadow work. That's not something that I've been able to, you know, embody overnight. It's been years. And that's something that I'm aware of in, in the responses, right, in the responses to that post that I told you about and people really like criticizing, really like bullying, being mm -hmm. very angry, um, I know that that's their inner child speaking from a very wounded place of not feeling seen, of not feeling acknowledged, of not feeling powerful ever. And, you know, just waiting for a place to vent, you know, just waiting. And there's a lot of that going on in our society. We're not really supported, especially in America, not supported uh, in emotional intelligence and energetic mastery and, you know, learning to love ourselves. In fact, if everyone really loved themselves and had like a deep relationship with themselves so that they could hold space for themselves to own their truth and feel fully safe and sovereign, would we have capitalism? It's mm, an interesting question. <laughs> if we fully loved ourselves, would we have capitalism? Well, if we fully loved ourselves, that would open way to the awareness that all is self. And I do believe that movement towards that would mean everyone coming together to serve a collective goal. Mm. And so does capitalism fit into that picture? Maybe not. <laughs> I think capitalism is inherently rooted in duality. And the illusions of separation and the illusions mm -hmm. of lack and fear. That's why. Which are all illusions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so seeing through that illusions, what does, um, I'm trying to consider who, who, who is this for right now? Who, at what stage it in someone's, um, I don't like to say stage because then it, implies the linear path which it never is but um, mm, good point there's a few different ways that we can we can take this and what, what i think i need to consider is at what point or in what place is the person that this is for um i think we need to to look at the person that is on 
a on a more on an intellectual level um mm-hmm. they're they're aware um but there's that as we all of course experience the the pulling into into mm-hmm. duality that that um pull back into these these um actually there's a word that you you mentioned that i think uh i want to re-bring up and it's sovereignty um mm-hmm. that word actually i i don't i'm not too familiar with it do you mind speaking to that a little bit Sure. Sovereignty for me, well, let's see, there's like probably the dictionary definition, but for me, I would explain that as <sighs> fully contained in your energy, whole and complete, completely integrated in your masculine and feminine, really divine union, embodied, opter- operating at your optimal energetic capacity in total truth and in total integrity and in total flow, ease and magnetism. And Really, I mean, that's many different ways of explaining it, I would say, but sovereign sovereign is like another word for like divinity and independence, but at, at once in that independence also interdependent. So not dependent, which we only see in a dualistic relationship, right? I'm dependent on you for external validation. I'm dependent on you to source my power. I'm inherently not enough. So I'm dependent on something else to complete me. Mm-hmm. sovereign is I'm completely independent, self-sufficient, self-sustaining in and of myself. I am enough. I'm worthy. I am love. And in that place of sovereignty, I'm able to be truly interdependent, equal, reciprocal, mutually beneficial mm-hmm. with all other beings that I choose to engage with. Interesting. That's powerful stuff. That beautiful definition. Mm-hmm. Um, before you go into that a um, little bit more deeply, you did something when I asked you that question, and I want to uh, I want you to to speak to why you did it and um, how you can how you can bring into. Actually, let me just ask the question now. Before before you got into it, you took a deep breath, you closed your eyes, and sat there for a few seconds before before you answered my question. What is that? Tapping into my truth. God, feel it. And I'm not even sure what I just said to you. And, and, you know, but that's how you tune. Listen, we're all instruments. We're all channels. We all have access to all the information that is. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all instruments. We're all vehicles. And that's just how you start to attune your vehicle. You know, attune your vessel. Attune your instrument. Breathe deep. Be calm. Tune in with your heart allow the truth that naturally wants to flow through you to flow. There's no thinking, there's no planning, there's no strategizing. It's there already. What does that feel like? And what to the person that you may sense that has never been there before? (laughs) Life has always been a struggle. Life will always be a struggle. Yeah. They're like, it's what not- are you smoking, Sydney? What are you on? <laughs> Give me some of that. Give me real. that peel. It's not Give me real. that peel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, thing, like, I'm, I'm, I feel there myself you. going into, kind of caught in the middle of wanting to to serve people that they may be, um, you know, in a lower on a lower vibe, but at the same time, understanding that they, um, you can't, you can't tell them into this place so i guess 
one no it must be experienced it must be learned it must be embodied it must be practiced and every yeah. single person has a completely different path there's no right way to do anything <laughs> never there never is so what does um let's say what does this this how does this play out in terms of the, the sort of experience that you have what does being in this place how does that lead into to a a more pleasant experience i'm not sure i know what you mean so i mean we're we're, we're talking about getting to that that state of alignment right getting mm -hmm. be, being your truth finding finding that state in which you 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 feel it just flowing through you um mm -hmm. I want, I want to hear a little bit more about how you describe being there. And I want to, what do you have for the person that is, is struggling to get there? Mm -hmm. mm. I used to be one of those people in the mind all the time and really like, and yeah, and I still have a really overactive, amazing intellectual capacity that loves to be working all the time, figuring everything out. And, um, mm. And I love the mind. The mind is here to help us. The mind is here to, to, you know, serve our deeper purpose, our soul. Align your mind to serve your soul. You know, we talk a lot about mindset work in the professional, personal development world. And yet, what does that really mean? This is like your mind is wanting to receive homework, essentially, to recalibrate it in certain ways that really allow you to access deeper states of peace and calm and allowance and trust. You know, ultimately, I mean there's really no simple way I could actually answer your question. I feel like I've developed entire programs <laughs> around this. Like I have a seven week course called alignment activation, which literally is designed to support people in moving out of their intellectual, you know, intellectual kind of guidance system more into their heart, more into their body, into their soul to allow mm -hmm. for more flow and synchronicity to occur in every area of their life and more ease. And underlying that transformation is a lot of shadow work in deconditioning programs that are rooted in upholding identities and narratives really based in shame and unworthiness and distrust in your own power, you know, in your own distrust in your own ability to take care of yourself, to give yourself what you need, you know, to be sovereign, to be fully self-sustaining, you know, to be fully expressed in your creativity and your divinity. So, I mean, one of the most simple practices I, I say again and again for anybody still not quite understanding perhaps or maybe you understand but you're wondering where do I start and this works for anybody you know I imagine what the world would be like if everyone did this actually um, you set a timer for once every hour and you dedicate at least a minute if not more every single hour you take a deep breath close your eyes do a body scan tune in with how you're feeling Get out of your mind and start to really tune in consciously. Like, how is my body feeling right now? Can you allow yourself to be calm? Can you allow yourself to be relaxed, at ease, at rest? So often we're programmed to be in a state of nervousness, anxiousness, anxiety. We're breathing only up in our upper lungs, not even breathing at full capacity, which maintains a perpetual state of nervousness. And like, we're under attack. And that's not very receptive. And then people wonder why it's so hard to receive and ask for help and feel loved and supported. Well, how does your body feel? And can you practice and commit in a disciplined way to allowing yourself to get into deep states of rest, you know? 
And then in that moment, when you're restful and you scan your body, it only takes a minute. You ask yourself, this is how you train your mind to be of service to your soul. You ask through these very direct qualitative questions, which signal your intuition to come online. What do I need right now in this moment to feel supported? What would be the most nourishing thing that I could give myself right now to feel my best? What's the most nourishing experience that I could embark upon right now to feel my very best? Right? And then you put your mind to work, coming up with the fun idea and letting your intuition channel and other inspiration. And then you take immediate action mm-hmm. with whatever guidance you receive. You don't delay, you immediately give yourself what you desire. And if you live your life in a sequence of moments like that, you will see things dramatically shift and you'll inherently see a lot of your old conditioning, worry, self-doubt, disempowerment start to melt away. Mm -hmm. How can you go wrong with that sort of approach? (laughs) I don't think you can. Try it. Well, the thing is you can try it. And then how often I even see this in myself. I've seen this in clients even recently. It sounds great. It sounds easy. And you do it for even maybe 21 days. And at a certain point, your consciousness just shifts and it becomes more your default state of being to just do that anyway. You don't need a timer. Mm -hmm. And yet what happens if you actually consciously practice exactly that, like for an undetermined amount of time? And so maybe I'm challenging myself to actually revisit that practice too. Yeah. I I, I like to hear that it's, uh, (laughs) it's brought it back up for you. That's fun. Um, and I love these like um, these practical uh, strategies and practices that we can we can implement. It's all uh, it's all great to talk about the um, you know the the mindset or how the how the way in which we we think about things. But I think um, I want to thank you for for bringing that one up because I definitely think these you know specific strategies is um is pretty powerful because it's almost like it's just it holds you accountable right like you and i we can sit here and say like yeah we should be in that state we (laughs) want to be in that state as much as possible but um it it sometimes Mm -hmm. that that reminder can can be pretty powerful it's actually some it's very similar to uh something that i have been doing for the last few months and it's uh i have a timer that um Mm-hmm. goes off about 10 times a day and uh it it um prompts me to to do a little bit of a, man, a mantra that i have i've never shared this one actually i'll share it now but uh, i just say five words i say uh present passionate grateful loving aligned i say those five yeah. words i i feel them um although sometimes i uh i kind of push it aside my, my girlfriend's probably going to be hearing this and commenting and saying time goes off and he doesn't do it um, <laughs> i think i need to get back into the habit of taking a little bit more seriously because it uh it has a profound effect on on how you yeah. feel and just checking in every so often i think is um mm-hmm. is a habit that uh will go a long long mm-hmm. way so thank you for that That's huge my pleasure the more we can like not think the less we can think and the more we can feel mm. and be in our bodies, mm-hmm. the better, you know? Mm. And yeah, listen, I love talking all day. It's so much fun. I love writing and talking, talking, talking. And at the end of the day, how are you showing up? You can talk a good game. You know, I see a lot of people out there. I'm in LA. There's all these cool conscious people everywhere. And how are you really showing up? Especially when like in moments of challenge, in moments mm-hmm. of like deep transformation, how do you show up? And are you prepared to hold space for yourself and be a loving, compassionate, 
divine human being, you know, in these moments where you may feel extremely challenged, you know, and I'll share with you, like the thing I just, I told you the story of what happened with the post and the people. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like literally one year ago today, like exactly almost just a few days off, same thing happened. A very similar thing happened. It was almost, it's just such an echo, like the spiraling of time, right? Like it's just happening again. The lesson's just coming back up again. Oh, remember this? How are you going to handle it now? And it's funny, even I actually haven't told anyone this either. Like even to a T, I got a phone call from one of my best friends who I don't, I haven't talked to in quite a while, but I remember at around the specific time this happened last year, she happened to be in San Francisco and I was there and she was really supporting me. And I was feeling like really, really bad, feeling really, really down about what had happened. It was like a huge ego death in terms mm -hmm. of my attachment to people pleasing and that being a survival mechanism. And this friend just, of course, was like calling me yesterday and left me a message and around the time that this all happened again. And it's just, it's just so interesting, right? Like we're just, we're being given the same lessons to see, okay, how do I, sh how am I showing up differently? Where can I celebrate myself for how differently I've behaved, how differently I've reacted. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, it's going to happen again until mm -hmm. the lesson's like fully learned. It's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. It will, it, that's, uh, that's something that I, I, I've come to believe as well. Like it, it mm -hmm. will keep resurfacing itself until you, uh, you have fully, fully embraced the, uh, the lesson that it brings. And sometimes yes. we might feel like we have, but, um, I think sometimes there's there's still something to be learned, and I think that's interesting that you say it happens in in cycles. Um, why cycles? Like why? I was just thinking of the spiral of time, you know, because it. I noticed this, um, and perhaps this is maybe my own perception, but I have heard other people speak about like time being a spiral, right? Like that. I'm on this. It definitely evolutionary astrology talks about the spiral of time mm -hmm. and you know even in astrological cycles literally a year ago this exact same thing was happening same lessons slightly different context yeah very similar people involved it's just really interesting similar energy you mm -hmm. know and i could look at other aspects of my life in which it's a similar dynamic like oh cool same thing was happening last year at around this time same thing was happening last year at around this time and um and it's just a fun way to think about life as a game, you know, in which we're really being tasked with different lessons that I believe at the soul level we choose to transcend and grow through. And we have these little repetitions as reminders of how much we've grown, you know, and to really see ourselves and how much we've accomplished, how much we've achieved, you know, can we celebrate ourselves or how far we've come? Mm -hmm. Actually, you, uh, you kind of took it the, uh, the direction that I, I was um, thinking about taking it. So um, I'll mm -hmm. <laughs> keep going in that direction. Uh, there's a way that you, uh, I saw you phrase it in one of your, um, I think it was one of your videos. Yeah, it, uh, it, you, phrased it, you phrased something that I, um, I speak about, but you, you put in a term that uh, I, I haven't heard anyone put it, and I like how you put it. So talk to me about contrasting life plans. <laughs> I forget where I first heard that term or if it, I think it, I heard it um, in a reading a friend was doing with me that was a combination of evolutionary astrology, Western astrology, Eastern astrology, human design, and gene keys. It's like everything all mapped out. Gene keys. Oh my God, you'll love the gene keys. They're so cool. They're a facet of human design. Uh, they're actually their own body of work. They're like a whole living transmission of uh, ways in which we can activate our, our dormant DNA, 
and our gifts. Okay, so this is the DNA activation. It's a book. Well, it's a book by Richard Rudd called The Gene Keys. It's a living transmission and a meditation, and it's it's super deep. It's awesome. Okay. Interesting. I'll, uh, I'll make note of that. Yeah, you check feel, it out. You feel it's like great. that's something that um, you you feel like is is in alignment for us to go into, or is it? Well, is, sure, but I wanted to answer your question about contrasting life plans. So I heard yeah. about that in that reading with my friend as I was seeking some insight about some things I already kind of knew to be true, but you know, it's always helpful to get readings and get affirmation about those deeper truths. And my friend um, mentioned that to me in the reading, like that I, she mentioned that terminology, you know, cause I, she also explained this thing. I'm not going to be able to explain right now, but just something about my orientation in terms of human design, really like at a simple level, I could explain that I have a kind of constitution energetically mm-hmm. that, um, it felt really fun to receive this from her. She was like, yeah, I, most people with this kind of a, a makeup in terms of your, your left brain, right brain, like the way you see the world with the way your spirit is here to kind of approach the world. It's incredibly confusing. And there's a lot of people that, you know, go crazy <laughs> with that kind of contrast. Right contrast and perception like in the way that my brain is maybe oriented or my mind is oriented to understanding the world which is in a very mystical magical multidimensional sense and the way in which my life plan is set up which is actually to be very third dimensional and material and grounded um so it's just a big contrast and so she i think used that term in that reading and it really landed with me like oh yeah i get that my soul chose this very contrasting life plan you know that my essence is joy multidimensionality love source consciousness and yet my soul chose to have this very contrasting life plan of i mean wow just like very third dimensional challenges especially related to money to being in a body to being geographically tied to a specific, specific location, to being in uh, gender binary, all these different dynamics. There's many, and um, and those are all the per- have set up the perfect lessons for me to learn and come into mastery around that which I value most. Interesting. So you're saying that those are the um, the you find that those are the main kinds of challenges that you uh, you tend to deal with. Those have been, yeah, like a lot of challenges involving, um, this is really cool to talk about this actually. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm just experiencing this cha- like excitement and also kind of a challenge in explaining, expressing with words an experience I felt so deeply for so long. So I'm really appreciating the opportunity to share. Um, yeah, like a lot of my challenges, a lot of the challenges in this lifetime have certainly revolved around like uh, a fundamental, it's almost like it manifests as an inability at first. feels like an inability that I have to understand very third dimensional things like mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. like like sex, like body, like gender, like race, you know, oppression, all these different like third dimensional control, aspects of control. I felt extremely confused about my whole life. When I was a little kid, even before I understood any of this stuff, I felt energetically very confused. Why are people suffering? Why are people unhappy? Why are people sad? Why are there homeless people on the street? Like I really didn't understand. And I felt, I felt like something was wrong with me because was I the only person that was seeing the world this way? Because I'm oriented to not, I'm oriented to see things in a very different way, Mm -hmm. which some people have even judged as, um, even recently I felt judged as uh, being naive or, or overly naive 
and out of touch or like someone even in that post said I was like spiritually bypassing and <laughs> I don't know all this stuff it doesn't matter but um but I'm just trying to explain to you like this underlying feeling I've had because of my orientation energetically has been like one of confusion which will immediately manifest as a sense of like being incapable of understanding or I'm disempowered and being able to attain the same success or you know no wonder I've spent my whole life wondering like will I fit in am I a part of do people understand me do people like me all that stuff because I felt so inherently different and now I feel very empowered in that perspective and difference because I understand that that's what I'm really called to share in terms of activating new ideas Mm-hmm. new creativity, new ways of being, new innovation. You know, I see a lot of things that no one else can see. Actually, that sentence right there is the perfect segue into the question. Mm-hmm. Um, not question, I'm just giving you, I'm going to give you open space to to take this and go. Um, Akashic Records and channeling. I um, mm. I don't think I've, yeah, I haven't had anyone uh speak to those topics yet on the show um what are they the akashic records are the energetic imprint of all of the information and all of the universes that have ever been okay and you say so it's all and you could even think of it as a library of all of the souls and all of the lifetimes that have ever been and we all have access to this information that's just energy and it's something that I um, studied and learned in other lifetimes and then was called to pretty synchronistically in this lifetime and um, we're all channels we all have the ability to channel and certain people are perhaps even more attuned to be very receptive to channeling such as myself and um but we all have the capacity. We all have the gift of like channeling and, you know, and I actually believe we're all channeling anyway, whether or not we're conscious of it or not. What are we other than like, you know, interpreting higher consciousness through anything that we create or or speak. Right. It's that, um, it's that idea that this is me. This is my thoughts that, um, I think you know that that gap in between realizing that this is this is not this it's all you but um I think the best way to put it is that you uh you can you can limit yourself you can cut yourself off from from being that opening being that channel so um you do work that um that involves the Akashic records involves channeling um what does uh what does that look like who who do you serve when you do those sort of things and uh what what comes from that well i'm always channeling all the time and then that also um is maybe more contained within like individual readings where i'll support individual clients who are like broadly ranging super diverse from celebrities to entrepreneurs to healers, teachers, I mean, anyone that feels a resonance with me and is ready to receive whatever message I can offer them, Mm -hmm. um, which is essentially always a reflection of their own soul truth. 
how the sessions work is we go, we're usually in Zoom like this. We do a 75 minute session in which I guide us through a brief meditation and then I open up the records through saying a prayer, which can feel like an immense energy activation, which people usually feel is an immense sense of heart opening. And then I'll start channeling um, whatever questions the client may have. I give them an assignment to come up with 10 questions, qualitative questions that are how, when, why, instead of yes or no answers. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll usually almost always channel answers immediately to the questions that they had prepared without them needing to ask. Mm -hmm. And what can come in in Akashic Records, depending on the person, because everyone's so unique and multifaceted, um, can be an array of different spirit guides, angels, ascended masters, teachers, uh, loved ones who have since passed on, higher dimensional aspects of self, um, all sorts of different beings, whatever is in the highest spirit of unconditional love and service to supporting that soul's mission on this planet now. And what else, what can also come up if relevant is insight into past lives that may have set into motion unconscious programs that are currently in, you know, operating as kind of blocks or resistances in the person's path in, in towards feeling more loved, powerful, present, whatever it is that they want. Mm -hmm. and uh it's beautiful it's a healing energy transmission as much as it is this like kind of intellectual reprogramming as well and i'm amazed at how uh one thing i'd like to share is i'm just i'm amazed i'm in awe of how many guides and how many how much support every single one of us has whether you're aware of it or not we are all being supported by infinite beings and multidimensional higher dimensional beings higher dimensional aspects of ourselves angels jesus is like up in everyone's reading it's you know it's amazing and how amazing is it to feel like we're ever alone you know so i just want to offer that for maybe people listening in and, and just to consider that you are so supported and what is it like when you actually ask for help when you actually tap in with the support that you have available to you in every moment how do we connect to that? Meditate. Meditate and do the practice that I shared with you, which is tuning into your heart and asking what you desire most and how do you give that to yourself now. And practice every single day cultivating a state of deep relaxation and rest. And that may not mean for every single person, sit down for 20 minutes and meditate twice a day, although that's certainly what I needed to do at the beginning to really learn to quiet my mind. I needed that discipline. And yet some people also resonate more with active meditation and moving, you know, but what are you doing every day? That's a committed practice that helps you feel very connected to yourself. It helps you to feel rested, relaxed, calm, receptive. When you are at ease is when you are most receptive for the messages that are meant for you to come in. How do you... Um, how do you... Dis discern between um, the that which is your intuition the messages that that are in greatest alignment and um, actually let's bring this bring this specifically to um, to the question of uh, what is my purpose because I know that's uh, that's something that you work with people to do, align with with their purpose and mm -hmm. and move into it. Um, what um, what's the approach after the relaxation, after the, the settling in, after the meditation? Um, 
where do we go from there? How, how, how do we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feel that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. Like there's as many different ways of, of intuition being expressed as there are people on the planet. We're only scratching the surface of what we even understand to be like our, our full capacity of intuitive expression. I talk a lot about ways to channel and open up your intuition in my book, The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. That's actually a large part of the message is about opening up your intuition, activating your sensitivity in a really empowered way and learning to discern you know, what is the truth and what is the message that you're receiving and what's the best way to access that, whether it's through automatic writing, asking questions and then writing your answer through your intuition, whether it's through meditating, asking a question and really listening and practicing. I find, you know, and certainly this has been the case for me. It's like, (laughs) it's easier than you think, you know, the hard part is letting go of the judgment, the judgment that will come in to say, that's not real is that real? That sounds silly. Like when I started doing readings with people, that was very present. Like I would receive the message. I would receive the information. I would feel it as coming from somewhere else other than from within me. You know, it's clearly, I actually experience when I channel, it's like the energy is like coming in from like a different, like it's like the side of my ear or something will be really activated or through my crown. It's like not coming from within me necessarily. It's like I'm transmitting it from Mm -hmm. like through me. And, um, And at first when I started doing readings with people, I remember like hearing that judgment really loud, like, oh, you can't say that. That sounds silly or like, that's not cool enough or that's not going to be important enough. And every time I would just practice letting that go and saying exactly what I sensed was meant to come through, you know, such as like, and I would even say like, I don't, you know, I'm just seeing a red car. I'm seeing a red car in front of a white picket fence and a brown house. And part of me would feel like, is this random? Is this made up? You know, like, again, the big, the challenge in, in the channeling is just trusting yourself, trusting, yourself. trusting your truth, trusting yeah. yourself and not judging if it's good enough, like powerful enough, you know, and every time, like the silliest little thing that I would think is like insignificant is always connected to one of the most powerful insights that I could mm-hmm. have possibly delivered to someone. It's like every single time. Mm-hmm. Actually reminds me of something else that I, uh, I heard you say in your content. Um, it's kind of it's I, I see a connection between the two. It's it's that you're not you're not responsible for the um, the mm. effect of uh, I think what you were saying yes. specifically like um, you're not responsible. I was talking about how many people connect to uh, to what it is that you say. You were saying you're not mm. responsible for the the quantity of the the people that you resonate with you're not responsible for the effect you're only responsible for for trusting yourself and being your truth and so mm-hmm. it um I, I i see the connection between that it's um yes. it's it's about letting go of a- attachment to to it coming out a certain way and mm-hmm. trusting trusting how you feel and i guess that comes back to pleasure and those good feelings right doing that which feels good and I mean I feel like every single one of my interviews I it'll always come back to that same same very why else are we alive why else are we alive other than to follow our desires and see what we're truly capable of bringing into manifestation through those desires Mm -hmm. let yourself feel good you're here to feel good we are here to feel incredible Tell them one more time. We are here to feel extraordinary. We are here to feel amazing, so alive, so turned on. 
totally radiate like radiant radiant light that's what we're here for that's that's the message so <laughs> i think um i think that's the perfect note to to end this conversation off on i uh, i want to thank you for your time but before you go of course tell uh let my audience know let our audience know um, <laughs> where they can find you, what, what you got Aww. going on. Um, you mentioned the retreat, give a little bit more details about that. Um, mm -hmm. Where do you want the Ascenders to, to go after hearing this, this conversation? Aww, thank you so much for the beautiful container. I'm so grateful to share. And you can stay in touch with me at sydneycampos.com. Subscribe to my newsletter. Check out my podcast, Visionary Souls. It's all over the place. And uh, all my upcoming retreat information is uh, really promoted through my newsletter. So that's the best way to stay in touch. And I'll be creating my own membership portal coming up in January. So I'll have my own little space of like super high frequency, activating content um, away, away out of social media and kind of a separate, separate area, you know, that I feel is really, we're, we're called to create kind of new spaces mm -hmm. in which we can feel really fully activated and fully ourselves and I'm really excited to gather an amazing tribe in there awesome nice actually you know uh, on that note i think um what i would love to to do in the future maybe is today we we kind of talked about the um the soul work the the alignment stuff um i probably should have mentioned it but you uh you're absolutely crushing it with um <laughs> from the outside looking in you you're doing some amazing things um it's when i look at it it's a, a lot of what you're you're doing today is is what i have in mind for myself for for mm -hmm. my future and where i want to take it actually quick question how long have you been uh doing doing your your own thing how long have you been an entrepreneur yeah uh, I've been in entrepreneurship for two and a half years and in the, my first year in business, I had a six figure year and the second year I had multiple six figures and I'm just scaling up and up and really a core part of my message is to bring in the multidimensional consciousness and gifts that we all, all have available to us. And I use the Akashic records and all of these different tools in bringing forth kind of a new paradigm of business and a new paradigm of entrepreneurship that's really marked by more authenticity, more love higher consciousness, you know, and creativity. That's like my highest excitement. And I, I really specialize in my coaching practice with supporting entrepreneurs in launching their business from the ground up, from the beginning, from the start to create an incredible foundation upon which to build uh, an amazingly successful vision. That's amazing. I love it. I'm doing similar, similar work myself. And I, I like that, that startup phase. It's very, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, yeah. So yeah. I was saying maybe in the, uh, maybe sometime in the future we can, we can get you back on and we can talk a little bit more, um, more about, uh, talk a little bit more towards the, the entrepreneurs. Cause I think uh, there are a lot of people sitting in a space right now where they, um, they, they have they have this message that that wants to come out they have this um this this impact that that they're they're feeling called to to serve but i think especially in the the sort of space that you and i are in um there there can be those um those limiting beliefs that one cannot um cannot experience abundance and make good money um doing doing this kind of work so you're a perfect mm -hmm. example of someone that has made that possible. And um, mm -hmm. I think that's, that goes, just goes to show what's, what's capable. She threw some numbers at you guys. So it, again, mm -hmm. 
I should also say too, another place to check out on my website, I have like so many master classes and workshops that I made available for like super low accessible investments, which I'm so grateful to offer that literally address exactly what you just offered, what you just, you know, initiated abundance mindset, magnetic marketing, using your sexual energy to amplify your creativity and sense of flow in life, mastering your feminine and energetic feminine and masculine energetics, healing your inner child. I mean, I have so much in there. So if you'd like to have a little taste of some of my work, that's a really great place to, to start. If you had to say, choose one for the person that I described there, um, what, what's that one? Because it sounds like you I have say, quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, well, all of it really, but I would say start with the workshop I just posted, which is from the first week of my Divinity Codes program, which is currently live. And it's the feminine and masculine energetics training. It's really, really powerful and helping you to understand some of the unconscious ways in which you are maybe giving your power away and not feeling fully vital or vibrant or focused in your creativity at optimal capacity. And it's, it's profound. I'm very proud of it. It's like an hour long workshop. There's some really deep dive questions for you to reflect on and support yourself in doing some deep healing and transformation work. That's amazing. And the last point I'll make is just in how you're sharing the, the programs that you offer. I think it's, it's pretty clear that, that you have this, this great sense of confidence and belief in, in what you do and the power that it can have. So I think uh, I just would like to point out there that if you, can, if you can create something that you believe so strongly in that you can speak to it with that sort of confidence, then, then magic's about to happen. <laughs> Game over. Done. I just create what's fun. You know, for anyone listening, it's like, can you find like unlocking your zone of genius is about like finding what brings you the most joy. What is, and let's do a whole other podcast about this. Cause I have so much to share with you about this. It's so important for people to start having fun and playing and being in their genius. And then anything you create is just a simple joy. And of course you believe in it because it's charged up with pure love. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to do that uh, that future episode with you. I definitely will. Perfect. All right, great. Cindy, again, I'll say it again. Thank you. It was amazing <laughs> having you here. Um, I guess I'll see you in Bali. Beautiful, my love. Thank you. Take care. That is it for my interview with Sydney Campos Ascenders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely enjoyed having this conversation with Sydney. Um, again, she's definitely an inspiring individual and she's doing amazing work. And the one thing that I'll throw in there at the end as well is that um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are feeling this call to do light work and do work in this sort of space and field. And um, there's, there's definitely... And it's understandable that this is here, but there's I've seen a lot of hesitation in people moving into something like this because they don't feel like they can experience abundance and make a living doing this kind of work. And I think Sydney's the perfect example of someone that is showing that it's definitely possible, more than possible, to live a abundant life while doing this sort of work and impacting lives in this amazing way so i uh i do think i'll probably have Sydney on for a future episode to talk more about that side of things um but i do hope you guys enjoyed the conversation that we had um 
I think this is where it begins. Stepping in your truth and being who you came here to be is the way in which we unfold our our purpose and we come into this world in a way that we're bringing our highs to it. So, and then of course the last couple things before you guys go. If you are not yet a member of the Ascenders Facebook community, and this is the type of content and energy that you resonate with, I am confident that you are the type of energy that we want brought to that group, and I know you will resonate with those of us that are already there, um, actively involved with community. So again, you can find that group at togetherwithascend.com forward slash community. And then the last thing, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, I would love to have you give us an honest review on iTunes, which you can do at togetherwithascend.com forward slash iTunes. I would definitely appreciate that. It really helps me out in getting this podcast and content to more and more people, which ultimately my hope is to do so that more people can be inspired and uplifted by the podcast so anyways that'll be it for this episode of senders if you do want to find the show notes to the episode you can find that at togetherwithsn.com forward slash awaken 14 but again that will be it for this episode i do want to thank you for watching or listening wherever you're coming from and until the next time keep sending <laughs>